But all dad jokes aside, as a church, one of the things that we recognize is that our relationship with our Heavenly Father is actually the, the standard that we should base our relationships with our earthly fathers and sons on. But the trouble is that I think a lot of the time what happens is uh, when we come to faith, we base what our relationship with our Heavenly Father is going to be on our own experiences. Now, sometimes that can be good, but sometimes that can be a bit disastrous. And so I think it's important for us to remember at the end of the day, especially on Father's Day, that we do have a father that we can rely on 100% of the time. Now, normally I, I, on Father's Day, I wouldn't preach this because you'd sort of think, well, that's a bit disrespectful to fathers. But I thought, as a father, I am prepared to admit that I am not a good father 100% of the time. Uh, there is that 1% that, uh, <laughs> at least that's the 1% I remember. I think my children have expanded that somewhat, but I'm, I'm not believing that. But I just want to read one scripture for you, just, just the, to give you an idea of, of what the relationship with Jesus that God had was about and how the actual the disciples actually saw that relationship. Because uh, in 2 Peter, in chapter 1 and verse 16, now this, this is a letter that P Peter has written to a church in, in Asia Minor somewhere. And so this is well after the actual event that he talks about has happened. And this is reported to us in the Gospels where Jesus is baptized. But it's interesting to see how it is actually reported by Peter for this church in this particular passage. And he starts off and he says, For we were not making up clever stories when we told you about the powerful coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. We saw his majestic splendor with our own eyes when he received honor and glory from God the Father. The voice from the majestic glory of God said to him, This is my dearly loved son who brings me great joy. We ourselves heard that voice from heaven when we were with him on the holy mountain. And so there are three things that are happening here. Peter is telling these people, the first thing he's doing is convincing them of the truth of what he's saying. How many dads have had that struggle when they tell their children what to do, what they need to know, their children don't believe them? Has anybody ever had that problem? Convincing your children that you actually, your life experience actually gives you an advantage is really, really hard. Because children, of course, don't have that advantage and therefore don't know what it's going to be. But we, we need to, the second thing he's doing there is describing the relationship between Jesus and his father. And we can see there that Jesus received honor from his father. And we can see that the voice said, this is my dearly beloved son. So we know that the father showed love to his son. And in return, we can see also that the father claims that the son brought him great joy. And so we can see there's a description there. There's a, there's a connection between a father and a child, which is honoring, showing love, and bringing honor to people. And the third thing is, the, the, the disciples here are letting you know that on hearing this story, they were impressed. They want the reader to know that it's not just a story that they've, they've heard, that they heard this story and it made an impression on them. And so I think the things that we can take from that are, first of all, 
to be real about our children. We need to be telling our children the truth and not bull fluff. We also need to make sure that we are honest with our children about who they are and what they mean to us without comparing them to others. Comparisons are odious. We should neither compare them to their siblings or to children in other families. And I know, especially grandparents are the worst, because I don't know about you, but have you noticed that every other baby in the world besides your grandkids is ugly <laughs> and, and ill-behaved and bad-tempered, and they're, they're all horrible. But your grandchildren, they are perfect. And so there's a, there's a bit of a, a bias I've sensed in people, not in myself, of course, um, but we need to actually be honest with our children. And the honest thing is that all babies are ugly and all misbehave. And uh, if you haven't been pooped on by a baby, you're in the minority. Um, but we, we need to actually be real with our children. We also, the second thing, we actually need to act out of the love and the joy that children bring to our lives. Who knows that love and joy aren't the only things that children bring to our lives? But we need to actually act towards them out of those two things, the love and the joy that they bring. Because that is what children crave. Children, you cannot spoil a child with love. You can give them too many sweets. You can, you can ruin their diet. You can do all sorts of things. But if you love your children, and if you give them honor, and if you get joy from your relationship with them, that will bring out their best. And the third thing is always affirm our children to others. Your kids sometimes behind closed doors can be little bleeps. And they can, they can push you way past your limits. But other people are not the people to complain about your children to. Because word gets around and it gets back. And our children need to know that as parents we have their back. As fathers we have our children's backs. As mothers, even it's not Mother's Day but I'm allowed to talk about mothers, that that we have our kids back. They need to know that in public, no matter... And, and it's not to say we hide their, their misdeeds, but we never attribute their wrongdoings to their character. And so th they're the three things, I believe, that we can get out of Jesus' relationship with his Father and how it impacted other people. It wasn't just an event that happened in the Jordan, but here we are years later with Peter telling a church about how that event, that... that that vision that he got of that relationship between father and child impacted his life and he wanted it to impact their lives. And so we are, we're a church that believes that the relationship between us and our father in heaven is a conscious choice and an important choice that we make when we enter into an allegiance that we make with his son, Jesus Christ. And we're a church that believes that as part of our walk of faith, we actually need to make a, a statement to ourselves, to God, and to our community that we are actually followers of Jesus. And we do that by actually acknowledging that in a prayer. And we can do that to, as, as a group or to an individual. If, we're, if you're online and you, and you understand that need to have a relationship with Jesus Christ, that on, a, on Father's Day in particular, to actually start a relationship that is a, there's a child-father relationship, then we have the facilities online for you to do that. There's, there'll be a, a little uh, 
flag that'll come up in the chat which will say, raise hand. Uh, it's no good just sitting in front of your screen and raising your hand. Uh, you actually have to press the button. That's a symbolic raising of the hand. And one of our team will actually uh, be able to talk to you privately on that chat and help you take the next steps to invite Jesus into your life so that you can have a relationship like him with his father. If you are here this morning and you're not a follower of Jesus and you would actually like to take that step to become someone who has a relationship not only with Jesus the son but also with his father in heaven then I would love to discuss that with you and help you take those first steps this morning after the service I'll be here for five or ten minutes at the front of the stage and I'd love for you to come we can discuss it we can pray together and I can invite you to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior but on today this day Father's Day I think it best that I, I finish as a true dad and just warn you that if you get a text message about can meet, don't open it because it's spam. <laughs>